There, there we go. Welcome into Jets Nation Radio Episode 3, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Angus Houghton. To my podcast left, Mr. Noah Fuchs, how are we doing today? Howdy, I'm doing alright. Sunday, you know. Sunday, taking it easy. We are recording a day early because well, there's an election tomorrow and I'm going camping, so gotta keep giving you guys episodes. So uh, We're also doing this now on YouTube, so you'll be able to find us at Jets Nation Radio there and... Take a listen on YouTube or uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. So, jumping right into it. Uh, two weeks ago, the NHL dropped the uh, top 50 fi- uh, forwards in the NHL. Uh, top 100. What did I say? Yeah. You said 50. I said 50. I meant to say top 100. Uh, so, four Winnipeg Jets hit that list. Mark Shifley, number 26. Kyle Connor, 34. Ehlers, 35. And Wheeler, uh, 72. Uh, Noah, uh, good spots for those players. Rank higher, rank lower. Uh, Kyle Connor probably could have been a little bit higher. Where would you uh, place him? If they got Chuck at number 13, but this is just fantasy-wise. This is like uh, depending on what you're looking for in fantasy. I think, obviously, Kyle Connor is a better player than Brady Kachuk at 13. Um, there's a lot of other players that I think he could pass as well. Like I think he's probably better than Max Pacioretty. Oh, 100%. And he's he's one spot ahead of Shifley. I think Shifley's like right around where he should be. Maybe Shifley could be a little bit higher, but I, I'm not going to argue that. But I do think Con- Connor could be in the 20s for sure. Um, Ehlers, I kind of agree with 35. He might be able to get a little higher. I don't think he should be lower. Uh, and then they got, what, Wheeler at 72? I kind of think that's a little high for Wheeler. Like, I love the player, but... Um... I don't know if he should be that high on your fantasy list, on the the fantasy list. It's definitely, it, it might be a tad high, but I think if I were to put him any lower, it'd probably be 75. Like, I think he's still a top 100 player. And then we got a shout-out, uh, former Jet Evander Kane at 96. I know he would wish to turn those numbers around and go 69, because he's, uh... He's just he's, that guy. He's just like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know if he's going to play... So I don't know why they have him on this top 100 list, but I guess they're just being honest. He is a good fantasy player, so yeah. Yeah, um, Patrick Laine, number 90. That's another former Jet. I think he could be higher, but obviously they're just going off, what have you done for me lately, as do most people. That's how you rate anyone in the NHL, right? It's like, what have you done for me lately? But I just don't agree with Trevor Zegers being 87 and Laine being 90. Like Trevor Zegers has showed you nothing in the NHL. He's been a great a great American player at the World Juniors and at every level he's played at, but Liney's put up 40 in the NHL, and then they got Trevor Zegers at 87. It just kind of boggles my mind. And Connor Garland's at 86. Like, I think Liney could definitely be a far bit higher on this list. Yeah, well, I saw Taylor Hall, what, 86, 87, something like that? Taylor Hall hasn't had a good last couple of years of production-wise until he got to Boston. He's been a good player in Boston, but I can understand. I can understand that one a little bit more because it's more than just one season. And, uh, yeah, he's a little injury-prone as well. He never really plays a full season. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that Taylor Hall could maybe be a bit higher, but I think it's just more uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? It's more outrageous that Patrick Laine is at number 90 than so, it is that Hall's at, what, 77? Yeah, whatever he's at. Um, okay, so – you get to like shift this list. Where are you putting uh, Line A? Probably put him around uh, 70, 71. 71, right? Like low 70s? Yeah. I like it. I can see it. So. It's 
where he should be. Where he should be, yeah. But again, like when you're playing under John Tortorella and going to Ohio, you really don't want to be there too often. Especially like getting traded in the middle of a pandemic. Like that's pretty sketchy stuff, so Yeah, so yeah. what they're basing this list off of is goals assists, plus minus, power play points, shot on goal. That's why uh Brady Kachuk is so high up, he shoots from anywhere. Um yeah, those are the factors that and hits, they're also factoring in hits that also helps Brady Kachuk. So yeah, I don't think uh Connor you can't really argue the top Connor McDavid, but just from a Jets perspective, current and former Jets, yeah, Liney should be higher. Shifley could be a tad higher. Ehlers is where he should be. Kyle Connor should be 15 spots higher. And, uh, yeah, Wheeler's kind of right where he should be as well. And Evander Kane is on the list for... For whatever uh, reason. For betting purposes, obviously. <laughs> okay, well, let, we, we, there's that whole uh, thing going on with Evander Kane. Should you be able to bet on your own games if you think you're going to win? Like, if... Obviously, you don't want to have get players throwing games, but if they believe in themselves to win a game, do you think they should be allowed to do that? I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with betting on yourself. I think players bet on themselves all the time in contract years, and obviously it pays off, or it doesn't. You lose. You gamble on yourself all the time in the NHL. You've gambled on yourself your whole life. But in saying that, there's rules in place that you're not allowed to do that, and if he did that, he should be punished for it. But... In a world that I would run, I would say that players could bet on themselves, just not against their teams, obviously, because like you said, yeah, you throw games and then just win easy money. That'd be that's the worst thing ever. But betting on yourself to win, I think that's in a world where I would make the rules, that would be okay. But in the world we live in, that's not okay. And if Vander Kane was doing that, he should be punished. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. I know it'd be cool if they had like an NHL bookie, and at the end of the season, we see how much players bet on themselves. So maybe like Connor McDavid, he's like, "I'm gonna put up 109 points this year, hypothetically," and he's like, "I'll bet six million on that." Yeah, but then once he gets to 109, there's no incentive for him to get 110. So you want players to get the most amount of points they can, right? I guess so. All right, I see your logic there. Uh, sliding more to the Jets' actual team, I'm looking forward to the season. Uh, Who's the defenseman who gets the most points this year? Neil Pionk. Neil Pionk? Without a doubt. It could be Josh Morrissey, but I just... I, I tend to think it's going to be Neil Pionk. Oh. See, I'm going to throw uh, Nate Schmidt at you for that one. Like, I know Schmidt has had a couple of Schmitty years in uh, the last couple of years, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I think you can turn it around and with... Uh, Paul, you stop. <laughs> Sorry, you got that lip like you're trying to not laugh. Um, but yeah, I think with all around, he's a little bit wild. And Nate Schmidt might be the guy. He's, uh, I, think he, he, I think he's got it. I think it's going to be a race between him and Pionk, and it's going to be di- a difference of like two and a half points. But my guy is Nate Schmidt. Uh, I think Nate Schmidt's going to be a valuable defensive player for the Jets, but I don't know how many how many opportunities he's going to get on the power play, and that's where you get a lot of points. Uh, I just I just see it as Neil Pionk in my mind. I think Neil Pionk's going to put up probably eleven goals, tops tops thirty two assists, and he'll have like what so around forty five fifty points, and that'd be a good season from a defenseman. Oh, absolutely! Like a 
you can't be mad about that, even with that uh, what six million dollar contract that uh, Pionk signed this summer. Yeah, it's like five point eight nine or something. Yeah, around six million. Right around six million. So, yeah, you you'd feel comfortable with Pionk picking up that many points. And uh, I don't know. If you, if, is he worth that six? If he gets fifty points, he's worth six million dollars. But just generally, I think he's going to be the Jets' best defenseman point production wise. I'm not saying he's going to get fifty points, but that's his ceiling. Um, realistically, probably like 35, 37. If anyone on the Jets puts up 37 points, you're looking good at being the best scorer on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I know I wrote about that on JetsNation, uh, JetsNation.ca, so go check that article out where I was talking about uh, the top 10 points players a couple weeks back. And let me just say, uh, there's a possibility that I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. I j- a Jets defenseman could have put up 60 points for all I know, but I just see realistically 37 to 42, kind of the range ceiling for Neil Pionk, maybe 45 to 50. But if any Jets going to put up 37 to 42 points, you're looking like you're probably going to be the highest. The guy. The guy, yeah. The... Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Nate Schmidt, he's going to be my guy. I've got him for 41 points. I, right. I know it's outrageous, but uh, I, I'm all in on Nate Schmidt. He's got this. Um... Player with the most fights this year. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. Ehlers? <laughs> <laughs> Ehlers is a feisty guy. He once upon a time fought Getzlaff, as people know. Um, should go check that out at hockeyfights.com. CA? Yeah, I really don't know who I would say is going to have the most fights because I just don't know how much fighting is a part of the game anymore. It's just like it's more here and there kind of thing. I mean, with fans in the buildings, I do think there's going to be more fights because there's going to be more energy in the air. But yeah, uh, it's a tough question. I, I Who do you think? Uh, I've got big man Logan Stanley. Not because he wants he's to. He's soft. He, he is. Uh, he's not. not a, I'm not saying he's a good fighter. I'm just saying because he's yeah. so big, he's like Zidane Char, where he can just rip guys out and then they're like, hey, let's fight. Maybe he turns the corner and becomes more aggressive this year but I don't see that happening based on his playing style yeah well I mean he's got such long arms so how many like actual good shots has he taken to the jaw he's taken a couple off the chin but not enough to put him out man sometimes when you're soft as butter bro it doesn't matter how you spread it you know I, I guess just, so uh, yeah I'll just stick with the Ehlers because I don't think there's going to be any substantial goon on the Jets fair enough uh, what's your favorite fight of all time Favorite fight of all time? Do you have one uh, off the top of your head? Yeah, actually, uh, it was the first game I ever went to, and uh, George LaRock was taking on the former Jets, uh, the Atlanta Thrashers. I don't know who he fought, but it was just like, Big George just dummied the guy, and it was pretty amazing. Uh, the other one is the Battle of Alberta fight where uh, Mike Smith and uh, Cam Talbot fought each other. That was a pretty cool fight to see. Yeah, goalie fights are always awesome to see. Yeah, well, especially uh, just the way that Mike Smith skated out to the ice and just, like, put his hands on his stick and just waiting for it. That's what got me going. Yeah, and a little maybe uh, favorite fighter of all time, just to make it about the Jets, not the Oilers, probably mm-hmm. Ty Domi. Um, yeah, so I wasn't born yet, but Tommy, uh, Tommy, Ty Domi versus Probert, those uh, videos on YouTube, pretty legendary. I'll go with that. This generation, um, 
My favorite fight, I, I still want to go with the Get Slaffer's Steelers because I loved that Steelers did that. He stepped up. Love it. And he held his own. He did. That was like that was one of my first tastes of the Jets was like watching that fight and like that kid seems like he's gonna be pretty good. I thought he was gonna be more of a goon than anything else, but what do I know? Ehlers? Ehlers. Just... He was already like a finesse player at that point. Was he? Like yeah. okay, that's how deep my Oilers fandom I was. I'm sorry that I've just come to the party late. <laughs> But we're on there. I got my Nick Ehlers jersey on now. There you go. Yeah, I believe in the guy. Just go scrap someone in the streets. I think that's a great idea. Wear some hockey gloves, just throw them off. Just look for a buddy down in do- downtown Dauphin. City of Sunshine. City of Sunshine, baby. Um, okay, uh, All-Star Ga- or, uh, Draft of 2022 is going to be in Montreal. Um, would you rather an All-Star Game or, or All-Star Weekend or a Draft Weekend in Winnipeg? I've been thinking hard about this one because this is one of the ones that you actually prepared me for. Um, and it's tough for me because I'm a big, big fan of the draft, and Winnipeg has never really had a draft. I don't know if we've ever had an all-star game. Definitely not in my lifetime. Jets 2.0 haven't. But maybe they did 1.0. Can't remember. But from, I, I think I'd want to go all-star game, and my dad's going to kill me for that one because my dad would rather have the draft in Winnipeg for sure than the all-star game, but... I just I would love to see the All Star Game in Winnipeg. I think it'd be unreal. Even though it's like minus eight thousand in the middle of February, and the players definitely don't want to be up here. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't want to come. So I guess maybe it's more likely the draft because we get to showcase a little bit of Winnipeg's warm weather. But at the same time, uh, you gotta give the kids of Winnipeg something. Like I think the All Star Game is way more for the kids than it is for the grown ups. Yeah, but at the same time, you gotta showcase like it's not all about the weather. Like uh, like being super cold is like um it's just it's hockey like yeah it's not always you're not always going to be in california i mean traditionally you play hockey in cold weather so i'm sorry maybe our frappuccinos aren't as good and our wi-fi is not as good but the all-star game in the middle of february i would be way more excited for than the draft maybe i shouldn't say way more excited because i am a nerd for the draft as well but the all-star game would be more exciting for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just having, like, all 30 uh, mascots show up for uh, for a weekend, I think it would be a great time in Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> and uh, who is your GOAT player and their GOAT moment? Uh, GOAT player and GOAT moment. Uh, this generation, Sidney Crosby's kind of the GOAT, and I'll go 2010, golden goal. Okay, what about your personal GOAT? Like, the guy you just don't want to forget about. And you're just like, I love this guy. It doesn't matter if they he was an all-star or not. You're just like that guy that has a spot in your heart. Uh, for the Jets, Dustin Bufflin is one of the greatest of all time. Can't go wrong with the Buffy answer. Uh, one of the greatest moments I remember is him just ragdolling, like, three golden knights or whatever it was, two golden knights, and just sunning them oh man that was playoff run yeah i uh, shared that photo for the uh nhl countdown over on our instagram page you just all excited about your dusty bufflin hat the golfer's hat um and yeah like that has been like the most like thing that i've seen on that instagram page since uh we since i took over that one so and i'll say it again the jets are still looking to replace dustin bufflin and you can't do it nope Never. There's a, there's a hole that will never be filled, or at least it'll take a long time. I don't think there'll ever be another player like Dustin Bufflin. No, but I mean, I, I think you could fill that hole with maybe two elite players, 
But he's just so unique. It's you can't fill it with one. Yeah, like you, do you ever see like a guy that big who's that much of a goon, but also plays so well? Like he's he's the whole package. Bound to happen. It it yeah. But to come back up to Winnipeg, whew. um, so again, I gotta go back to the Oilers because still a little bit of an Oilers fan. But Ryan Smith is my goat player. Uh, just the guy that I loved ever, ever since I was a kid. Uh, if you were an Oilers fan during the time of darkness in Winnipeg where there was no Oilers or uh, Winnipeg Jets. Hopefully you're cheering for the Oilers and hopefully Ryan Smith was your guy. Um, and the time that he uh, took the puck to the to the chicklets and uh, came back a shift later. Always be my favorite moment. He also went on to assist John Horkoff's game-winning goal in the playoffs. Yeah, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> well, it was the same game. I know it was the same game, but it's like everyone's kind of forgotten about the uh, the latter half of that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just you. Because that's like half the story is that he took a shot to the chicklets, came back, and then got an assist. I guess. <laughs> the overtime winning assist. He was also a part of the assist on the uh, Patrick Stefan goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that one. That was... It was a great moment. That was a great moment in hockey history. Thank you, Patrick Stefan and uh, Ray Ferraro for your favorite moment in commentating. Broadcasting history, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, if you, you, everyone's seen the Patrick Stefan goal. Patrick like, Stefan, that does not belong at the National Hockey League level. <sighs> Love it. Or something along those lines. And I, I've heard a rumor that Ray Ferraro was actually like trying to go out for dinner that night, but they had to go into overtime, so he's late to something. He's Allegedly, Ray Ferraro was the best. The, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Patrick Stefan, former first overall pick of the former Atlanta Thrashers. He could have been a Winnipeg Jet. So could have Kovalchuk, Heatley, Hosa. So many. I'll oh, take well. Bufflin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, and I, I guess my goat uh, Jet is Dustin Bufflin because that was the moment that I fell in love with the Jets was when he ragdolled those two Golden Knights. Loved it. And I think that's probably most Jets fans' favorite moment. Um, and moving on to the end of the show, uh, Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Noah, you want to start us off? Uh, hot Performer of the Week. We're going to go... Hmm. Hot Performer of the Week... There's nothing really to talk about, man. I oh, buddy. You see, know. you've missed out on something from the City of Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, this week at Tim Hortons was Smile Cookie Week, and Dauphin is seventh in the nation for Smile Cookie sales, which is just amazing. So, the City of Dauphin, you get my Hot Performer of the Week. Um, the other really cool thing that happened this week, they ran out of cookies on Friday. They had to fly Smile Cookies from Brandon up to Dauphin. So, yeah, it was pretty darn cool. <laughs> Go Dauphin, you're my hot performer of the week. Who's the cold performer? Cold performer, uh, it goes to the girl I'm seeing uh, for giving me my second ever hangover uh, because she's like, let's have Pink Whitney and Sprite, which is a hangover in a in a glass, so... Thank you to my partner in crime for giving me my second ever hangover. I guess I'll go shout out. I'll shout out Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who just keeps tearing the cover off the ball in baseball. He's my hot performer of the week. Cole performer. 
We'll go with the lines of Tim Hortons, man. Like, I don't know what that was all about this week. But, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it was really awesome that Dolphin stepped up and did that for Smile Cookie Week. So Love it. Um, but yeah, my cold performer... Whoever just injured Tua Tag of Viola in football, uh, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He just got carted off the field, just read about it on my phone. So whoever injured him, you're my cold performer of the week. <laughs> okay, real quick. Jays make the playoffs or not? Yeah, they'll make it. They'll make it? All right. That's it for Jets Nation Radio, Episode 3. Thank you for joining us on YouTube. Have yourself a wonderful week. Be safe, be well. Peace and grace to all of you. Peace out.